You are now tuned into Poppy Chulo Radio. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Have a very Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho! Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> That's what I want for Christmas, but if Mrs. Claus finds out, I'm dead! The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stilwell, a current affairs and pop culture panel discussion series focusing on black women's issues. Starring Carla Stilwell, featuring Tamara Anderson and Nicola Blaze. Here's your MC, Carla Stilwell. Welcome to High Tea with Carla Stillwell exclusively on poppychuloradio.com, poppychuloradio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2016, and I'm your host, Carla Stillwell. Welcome to the first annual High Tea holiday party. Come in, have a seat at my lovely red and white table. Let's sip some of these Christmas blend teas from Starbucks and pour eggnog and spiked apple cider because we are sometimes very common. <laughs> Let me introduce my very special festive party guest, Tamara Anderson. Hello. Welcome black. Welcome black. And Makayla. Blades. Ho ho ho. <laughs> ho ho ho. Mm. Open your door. Um, <laughs> guess what, y'all? I got something to show. I got something for the rich and something for the poor. So Merry Christmas and a ho ho ho. That is. Oh Lord. I'm ready to go into verse two if you like how how deep we, do we will- want to go in this. I, I think as the as this episode progresses, I think that random Christmas wrapping can break out at any time. I don't want anybody to feel restrained by a script or because this is essentially our podcast Christmas party. So what happens at the holiday party at work? Somebody inevitably gets drunk and starts Christmas song rapping. So it has to happen. I sanction it all. So, amen. Hallelujah. Before we begin, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR. Hi, T. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, 
suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Woo! So, first let us pour our holiday libation and talk about a whole bunch of shit I don't want to talk about, i.e. politics. There's nothing festive about what's going on today. The um, electors all met today and it seems that they have all voted along party lines and your boy Dinky Twerp will be president of these United States of America. And that's no monkey business. That's the truth. Um, so Dinky Twerp, we are um, saddled with him. <laughs> Clearly, um, Saturday Night Live is the only um, entertainment outlet that's going to tell the truth. Did y'all see the clip, the opening with Putin no, coming I'm down the chimney? Yeah, it was spectacular. Mainly that Kellyanne introduced herself as a master illusionist. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, when the Alabama said, ah, oh, it's the ghost of Christmas past. She was like, no, it's just my face and my hair. <laughs> oh, I love Kate yeah, yeah, yeah. so much. She is so hilarious. Um, but yeah, so I've been trying to watch CNN and MSNBC and uh, the other 24-hour channels, and clearly nobody cares that Russia's hacked our elections. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. It's okay. Just like nobody's the inauguration. <laughs> oh, baby, it's Ted Nugent and um, Kid Rock. I think. That's and it. The, it's like and, they and were the giving bonuses. And the little girl that sings opera that was on um, America's Got Talent. Oh yeah, but you know there was like a there's like a bonus pool going out to people for, for like people who have worked at the White House. If you knew anybody who wanted to perform, they were going to give you like a bonus. Like that really went out like too. Does that tickle oh, you? Like, I mean, I was thinking like. Like how much you paying? Cause I do still owe a lot of money. But like, dude, who wants to be that person? You know what I'm saying? It's like, do you want to be that person? Like, are you gonna let me wear a mask and I send that blood money to my no. bill company and be like this? Lies, lies. You know damn well he would start leaking it and tweeting it as soon as you did it. You could not get. You couldn't hide. I mean, you what if it hide. wasn't enough? Like it was four dollars short of the whole bill being paid off. Really? <laughs> Like, this is what I did? 
or the fact that it has to go through the treasury department when they pay you from the government so then uh, i might only get four dollars anyway be like well <laughs> i gotta pay taxes on my i gotta pay taxes on my blood money for getting the entertainer to come to this motherfucker mm. i mean i mean do you i mean i've never we have had some crazy stuff but nobody wants to perform like nobody and i well, know you some voted for him they're like i ain't gonna be the one you ain't getting me Mm-mm. nope i know that i was done when the marching bands in the dc area was like nah pimp we can't make you you can't even get a marching band no yeah no they, they, the, marching the marching band, band said no no all of them said no all of them the ones that have been marching since jesus said no <laughs> But I mean, I tell you what, if that was my kid, I wouldn't let them march. I mean, not mm-hmm. even because of the political stuff, but I would just be afraid somebody's going to throw something at them. Well, it's, these aren't even kids. Like the professional college bands that have been there since world, since Jesus, mm. who pay their own bills, eat their own macaroni and cheese out of a box. They can't <laughs> even come. Nobody coming. They're like, yeah, no. And you know, they've been preparing for the inauguration. So now they gotta use all that music someplace else. It's gonna right. be some lit ass Christmas parties this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we practiced this shit. Dum dum Whoever is putting together the MLK celebration is just racking up on invitations. Oh my God. And you, well, you know, there's also the entertainers. Uh, Keep people keep sliding out that wouldn't it be nice if you guys did a freedom party with Lady Gaga and Beyonce and Jay Z and Elton John and da, da, da. and so this this is starting to like be a little buzz that these <laughs> that people are trying to get the entertainers see the the A listers to get together and do a concert. Yeah, because uh, the people in DC really think the bus you- route is going to still go back. You know how the bus routes usually close down the day of the inauguration? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have friends in D.C. who are like, I think the bus is just going to keep going. Like, oh, you want to be dropped off here? Okay. Sure. <laughs> are any of you guys going to the march? To the the Million Woman March? I will not be I'll able count. to go to the Million Woman March. Um, I'll, be I, I'll be there the day before. Yeah, then, I think yeah. I think it's brilliant. I'm so excited about it. I mean, DC is going. You to be know, big. it was, it was, a, it was set up to be a Hillary celebration, right? But now they're doing it as a protest march. I don't know. You know, a few of my friends are going. I've been offered the opportunity to go, and I absolutely have no desire. I have no desire. I feel like, I just feel like some shit is going to jump off. I think all like, and mm. everybody who invited me are my um, like white female friends. And so I'm like, you guys should go, go represent, go, go fight the fight. I love it. But it sounds like a horrible weekend to me. I don't want to hang around. Well, there's, yeah, with- there's like a, like the weekend, the day before is actually like the workers March, like 15 now black Lives. Like it's a lot of um things happening actually the day before. That's why I'm going the day before. You're going the it's day like, before the yeah. inauguration? 
or the day yeah. of the inauguration? No, the day before, so like the 20th. Oh. Yeah. There's like the, this huge thing that's happening that's that's really kind of like more, that one more ebbs with my soul, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, than the one that's going to the Women's March. But I will say that finally, the areas of the Women's March are finally getting like more organized. Like I know the, yeah. the group coming out of Pennsylvania um, is including like Nate, I guess a lot of like POC is like also for stuff that's it's it's definitely becoming more of a of a of a push, but we'll see we'll see what happens. I I'm still floored that nobody wants to sing the Star Spangled Banner. That's all I gotta say. Nobody want to like perform. No, like, no. It sounds like a shitty weekend to me. I ain't going anywhere near there. No, it's, I'm already it's going- in Chicago looking at people funny when I'm walking down the street. You know it's what I mean? I just feel like I'm gonna be show. walking down the street and some dude is gonna you know, say something, look at me funny, something like that, and something's gonna jump off. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's gonna be a shit show, um, because the pro, it, it, I mean, it's gonna get like extra lit. The protesters are gonna be lit. They're gonna be around all the whole time. The inauguration is gonna be boring as fuck, and it's gonna be interrupted with booze and jeers, and I'm and I'm fairly certain somebody will sneak an egg in there and throw it at that motherfucker. Like it's just gonna be, and then it's gonna be all these neo Nazis running around on the loose. Right, right. I can't come to that. I don't want to come to that party. It's gonna be uh, all these white nationalists running around off their leashes. Right. And you know, like DC is not a welcoming place for those kinds of things. Behind them. They are ushering out a black man and ushering in, you know, like the white supremacist. So, like, right. Th- it's just it, it's too much for me. I'm gonna stay safe. Yeah, I'm. I'm I just, and you know, and I hate to say it to my to my white feminist sisters, fist in the air, stay up. I'm glad y'all fighting, but the the relationship between women of color. And the feminist movement, it grates on me, man. They, you know, it's like, I just, I've never, I've always felt like there was some, there was a little Darth becky going on that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> well, Ida B. Wells, I mean, Ida B. Wells wrote about that often. Like, yeah. she called the Anthony out often on the carpet, like dragged her often right. in her Right, oh yeah, all the time. So, Ida B. I mean, it, it has a very complicated. It's it's not a made up complication. It, it is a complication. It always has. Right. Do you think that it can be restored? Now, you like, can't restore it based upon bullshit. I'm sorry. Well, um, I mean, <laughs> I I think we're all stuttering over the same point. Like, so when the when the white women and the white feminist movement accepts that they have had that it has been a white feminist movement and they say sorry and they open the doors and then they're able to put their liberal bullshit on the back burner and listen to how they have participated in the oppression of women of color then it can change i mean if they're gonna sit down if they're gonna sit down and have a full circle like gloria steinem has had yeah which is why i give her like a high five and she has definitely like asked her people to get their shit together. Yes, she has. Um, 
then okay. then I say yes because that is true. Like Gloria Steinem and Angela Davis, they have had hardcore live conversations about how this can work and why this should work. Um, the problem is, is that you it's very easy to get complacent back in your own privilege. I mean, come on, the the article that we all read, that we all read in college in any sort of race studies class from McClintock, um, McIntyre, um, yeah, McClintock talking about unpacking your privilege, your backpack of privilege is written by a white woman. And she got much bleep black, blackly black for that. And she listed like 30 things that she never thought about that are connected to privilege that she has, that she walks around with every day. And if she doesn't acknowledge those things, then she can't have a conversation about systemic racism with anybody else. Right. Right. And that is the truth. I mean, when you have white professors who teach African-American studies, who've actually studied it deep, hardcore, they will bring up these conversations. They don't sugarcoat it. Like when I was, when people asked me to join the suffragette Facebook page, I put post, the first thing I post on there is my blog. That's like, dear white women, you know, fuck your safety pins. Like you need to read this and be aware of what's going on <laughs> because uh -huh. thank you for coming into your closed group. I'm like that. Here you go. Boom. But you do have to do that. And, and I mean, it's like any conversation, but I find that because, because just like many other history lessons, this history lesson is not always talked about fully in any sort of schooling process or conversation or debate. Nope. Mm. Then it can, then we continue to create the same errors. It's the same thing with, you know, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I mean, frankly, I'm exhausted. And I, I'm certain I speak for many people of color. And I will just specifically say black people in the United States. I'm tired of trying to lead white women to water. And be like, here, honey, here, Becky, drink this water. Drink up your privilege. Know what? I'm not doing that anymore. I don't okay. want to, I don't I don't want to have the deep conversation because at this point in history it's willful ignorance. Well and so this is it. This is what I feel like about the, that weekend. I feel like it's white supremacists and it, and it's going to be a bunch of white liberals who are fighting for my rights or something. Um so I'm just going to stay my ass at home. Let's pass. Say it is changing. Like the last three weeks, you've had more of a purposeful conversation of what who should be represented at that march than what was happening a month ago. Um, and I and and so the needle is moving very well, slow. Here's the thing: until we are done with Donald Trump, until he is impeached, Pence is locked up because he's crazy. He needs to be in a mental institution. Until all of this shit ends i ain't doing it with the whites i'm sorry whites if there are whites out there listening y'all on your own <laughs> i'm not doing this with y'all right. i'm tired of you i'm tired of whites i'm tired of the saltine americans all of them like you wouldn't do it with brad pitt right now i totally won't give brad any because his fuck boy came out in this divorce mm. like he he totally was like out here dick slinging with six kids at home like dude come on brad come on bradley with your fine ass don't make me hate you <laughs> i'm 
I mean, I can't even look at Matthew McConaughey like I used to right now. That's how done I am. What? I'll be, be looking at the Lincoln commercial. And why is Matthew McConaughey's ass doing commercials for Lincoln and Wild Turkey? What does that say? Because he's from, he from, he from Texas. That's right. He's from Texas. Those are things he really does and not like, really over. He drives Lincolns and drinks Wild Turkey. I was like, you. we shouldn't know I that much about that. how you live. Oh no, I believe that. That that former football player, the football player daddy coach, yes. They drink Lord. wild turkeys. They so, drink wild turkeys and grab wild turkeys off the play off the plane and crack their neck and cook them and pluck them. That's what they do. For real. <laughs> yeah, country boy. I love it. So Bye. my my producer, who I love dearly, did things today just so he could upset me, right? Uh so he reminded me that Rob Kardashian and Black China have uh, given birth to their daughter Dream. <laughs> so there's finally a Black Kardashian. <sighs> I don't see, and this is it's this is this type of stuff. When you think you have a positive working relationship with somebody you love, they do this shit to you. Wait, you're saying Kim's kids ain't black? Well, um, actually, they're not Kardashians. Kim's kids are West. Oh, West. Okay, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, right. Rob Child is the only black Kardashian child. Mm -hmm. That's Hey, Hey, Hey and Mohe. So, um... Everybody in the family, with the exception of no, I think all of them are now sleeping with black men and or women. Even um, Bruce Jenner has a black guy. I'm sorry, Caitlyn. <laughs> Caitlyn is is knocking off a black dude. Well, hey, true facts. Back, you never go back. So, Merry Christmas, Black China. Like <laughs> the fact that you like lifted that up at the end, I okay. No, you're like Merry Christmas. Okay, so I, I, I stabbed both my eyeballs out. That's what it sounds like. Because I uh, did. But so I had this discussion earlier. So are, are the Kardashians just making poor decisions on loved ones, or um, well, let's ask my this. husband Does thinks it it's just a part their of their whole. Like Kim, Kim, instead of picking good dudes, just pick yeah. But their whole dynasty is based upon a sex tape, not because their father was an attorney, because of a sex right. tape. That's right. why they're so. I think anything that comes after that, if you try to make a logical reason of what they do, I think it's ludicrous. It's like trying to figure out why shit stinks, it's shit, so it stinks. That's why, pretty much. There you go. <laughs> and, and to dovetail off of the Kardashian, <laughs> the original Kardashian, the original talentless socialite that made millions, Zsa Zsa Gabor, yes. passed at 99 But you know what? Old. Her sisters were talented actresses. So, she, like... She wasn't. 
Right, but but they but they 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 were like she had like a family that it wasn't a sex tape. She just was not as talented. She was cute, but they were like, and she was funny in Green Acres. She made me pee all the time. I love yeah, the. Movie. I was totally gonna sing Green Acres, and then I realized that was Ava. <laughs> no, that's Jaja. No, Jaja wasn't Green Acres. Eva was Green Acres. Oh, was she? I thought Ava was one of the dark hair. Jaja had blonde I hair. I had to look it up. Ava Gabor is the one that was in Green Acres, from my understanding. Let me there. Let me go on and check again. But all right, I'm you fact sure. you you fact check while we uh roll through this. Um, so the white nationalists are mad as fuck again about the Rogue One, the Star Wars prequel that just came out last week this weekend passed about a sci-fi movie yeah. wait yeah. no they mad as they are mad as fuck do you hear me they said that this was some jew boy um <laughs> uh racist anti-white propaganda that's what the white nationalist <laughs> nazi americans said honey and oh, they God. they had laid out a boycott do you hear me they said if you love white America and you are proud of your white heritage, you will not go see Rogue One. And that's why it's, it was sold all week. It was, uh, they hit number one at 1.5, at, no, I'm sorry, $155.1 million mm-hmm. opening weekend. Now, yeah. so I just want to know, when will the white nationalists stop trying to boycott? This is not their thing. They're, this is not their wheelhouse. You know, like y'all do some shit really well. You cut up sheets. You can build a wooden cross like lickety split. Like you, you are, y'all can fly to you find Confederate flags. I didn't even know where to buy a, confle- a Confederate flag for many years, but y'all have multiple. Like arson. Shit. Arson. Arson, like uh, what do you call them? Um, Molotov cocktails, like little bottle bombs. Like, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of things that white supremacists can do, but y'all don't do boycotts well. Y'all tried it with Hamilton. I don't even know how you was gonna boycott something that's already sold out for three years. But okay, and something that you weren't going to see anyway. Let's be honest. Your boy, you're not even part of that market. <laughs> Right? Like, Nobody it's was selling this show. A bunch of seats were empty all of a sudden. And right. No. Now you're boycotting a Star Wars flick? Right. Good luck with that. What? <laughs> yeah. Lies. That's oh, like, that's like boycotting. That's like boycotting air. <laughs> like, like, I will be breathing. Uh, so. I'm going to be breathing. So you can boycott the air if you want to. But I'm going to breathe. Right. So, this is a total And Zaza Gabor is the one who died at 99 with nine husbands. So it was Ava, yeah? It was Ava. Yeah, I just saw that. And um, Zaza had been on Life Sport for five years. I was like, wow, bless her heart. So, <laughs> but you know what? I... I hate to say it, this is gonna sound cold and crass, but that once you start crap. hitting the ninety the ninety ninety one mark, are we really shocked that you died? 
Okay, nobody yeah. is shocked. I'm just shocked. She yeah. was she was probably I mean, if she was on life support for five years, she was kind of technically dead five years ago. <laughs> but, but her was keeping her alive to keep getting them checks. That's what but happened that's what there. Saying. But my thing is that the way I mean, the way all their estates were set up for the Gabor sisters, she could have she'd have been okay five years ago. Oh God. But she was the youngest one because Ava was 74 when she died in 1995. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that, that estate, it's the same estate. You know what I'm saying? It right. would have it would have kept rolling along. We're talking about a good 20 years if, if Ava was 95. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So this was like the baby. So I don't know what confusion there was, but... She wasn't like sitting at home and was sick. She was on life support for five years. That's a lot. That's so like crazy. five years. I mean, five, I mean, her own quality. And I can't even imagine like the type of life she lived, the type of energy she was. I can't imagine she would have ever wanted to go out like that. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Absolutely. I mean, who does? Who would? Yeah, I mean, do? I mean, who would she was put a- your spirit in limbo for five years, lingering. <laughs> yeah. Like when I saw that she was like had been on life support for five years. I was like, oh, that's kind of selfish. Like whoever did that, <laughs> like that's not. That, that's no, dis- that's disgusting. It's like when James Brown's family put took his body on a worldwide tour, <sighs> and they wouldn't bury him over money, and wouldn't let the new wife into the estate. Like right. you, barring her out. I was like, you didn't marry her. I was like. You could be mad about he married her, but he did marry her. Like, can can we not be civil about this? But you know, talk about not civil. Um, who was that? Oh my God, this had a brain fart. Um, uh, Frank, Frederick Douglass's family was the same way. He was like the first black ghetto scandal death. I was like, when there was no newspapers. Do like I not his, know this story? What happened? Oh my gosh. His family did not like the fact that he married. So he his second wife was white and she was the secretary yes. of this of the paper he ran, right? Yes. Okay, the family made very clear they didn't like her. She was like, okay, you ain't gotta like me, but these are the things that he asked for upon his death, right? Mm-hmm. And they slowly but surely tried to sell the house that she was, that they had lived in together, that the family grew up in, tried to sell pieces of the property off from underneath her while she was living there. (laughs) It was so ghetto that like, it took until Kennedy created like national historical monuments. You know, that's like the landmark thing. That's his That's his baby, right? Right, right. He made his house, what was left, the land in, in, um, in DC, in Anacostia, made it a landmark. And that's what saved it from the rest of it becoming like a huge housing development. Oh, that's mm. so funny. Because that is his, so his, funny. His adult kids were like, oh, you want to live here? Okay. And they kept selling pieces of the shit off until she like woke woke up one morning and wasn't even like, she had nothing to live in. Mm. (laughs) It was just a bed on the lawn. I mean, I mean, when they told me that, like, like, like in the, in the, in the history tour, and then I read about it, you were lying. And then I read about it. I said, this is like the first 
my ghetto what happens when you die thing. it's a reality show that's funny as hell let me get two, let me get yeah. two more things out real quick so we can keep it a uh, a moving. Um, so Darth Becky Amy Schumer strikes a fucking game. She and Goldie Hawn are um doing a movie together, um with Goldie's new face because her plastic surgery has gone all the way wrong. Um, this music this movie is called Snatched. So, from the trailer, I gather that um, her and Goldie Hawn are mother and daughter, and they decide to go on a family vacation to South America, where they are kidnapped on the side of the road, and they go through all of these abusive chaining with all of these Latino men. <laughs> um so Amy Schumer if you are out there if you can feel my vibrations the next <laughs> time somebody calls you a sheet wearing racist you backwards ass fucking doe girl just just lay down and take it Becky okay Darth Dear Susan for- for fear of um, losing my position as at the head of the class, um, uh, I like <laughs> Amy Schumer. And I thought the trailer was hysterical. When they say at the end, you you two look like melted candles, I fell out. Because Goldie really does. Like you can see she's had a bunch of plastic surgery, yes. but she's really old still. And he, here's the truth. I love Goldie Hawn. She's one of the first women to be executive producers of her own movie. She is a pioneer. She is not a stupid blonde woman. And there was a while that she wasn't aging. Like she was doing really well. So I don't know why. She kept she having surgery. She probably never got plastic. She probably should not have started having plastic surgery. Right. She just kept having surgeries. Um, I am. I have been a fan and am still a fan of Goldie Hawn. But Amy Schumer's little bitch ass never misses a moment to play some fucking sneak white girl race politics. Never. And claim it's all in the name of comedy. So that little fat pat of butter can suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Well, and I did, like, I dig her fat pat of butter. I like that she's a chick with, like, belly rolls, like, uh, and has the audacity to do, like, a beach movie. You know, like... I love that. <laughs> I love that she's a self-proclaimed hoe. I love, I like, there's so many things that I really do like about her. It's still I not even, funny. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I'm okay. she has a fan in you. She has <laughs> one thing. Go, I want her to get on a ship and go to the Isle of Misfit White Women and never <laughs> come back. <laughs> <laughs> we just right across from the Misfit, the, the, the island right of Misfit Negroes. From the island of Misfit Negroes. Yes. <laughs> Only they're three miles separate. They're, they're adjacent on the same parallel line. <laughs> but there's a lot of sharks in the water in between. So good luck. <laughs> good luck, all of you. Come over here, Clarence. No. Mm-mm. I ain't coming. You can't get <laughs> just, just go, Amy. You 
and that other pat of butter uh, from Girls. What's her name? Oh. Yeah, that neurotic so and so. That like Yeah, like her, like all of all of them can jump on a wave and ride it to the island of misfit white women. He said a wave. Oh my god, I can't. a big Hawaiian wave. <laughs> um, dream. So, the place. Margaret Cho <laughs> and Tilda Tilda Swinston are <laughs> are beefing. Tilda Swenson is the uh, the was in Doctor Strange, and her character that she played was a the like, what is her character tomorrow? The one or the high the high um oh gosh you know I'm about to lose all my Marvel cred because I'm blanking right now right um, uh, but this was ancient one she's the ancient one. ancient one. And in the yeah. comic mm-hmm. books, the character was Tibetan. Right, um, right. And male. And male. <laughs> so they found the creamiest, clearest white British woman they could to play this role. Okay, whatever. So... I would argue that she's really one of the only white people because she is actually white like paper. <laughs> like other white people have some hue to their skin, like have a little bit of cream or like a little bit of off-white but she is actually literally white whitey um, white white but white. you know what i love tilda like she plays those like those roles oh god i mean she's yeah. a, she's an amazing she's a fantastic actor. actor i think she's, she's an amazing she's, actor. she's an and amazing she can actor. gender being like really easily it's like i yeah. i can't but but here's where she made her mistake so she reached out <laughs> Because apparently, like, because people were like, the Asian American community, the Asian American actors, are, actors especially, for anybody who doesn't know, for the last, like, five years, they've been lit as fuck. They are like, we are sick of being thrown to the margin. Like, why we can't, why can't we do anything other than uh, kung fu movies? We are tired of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And why right? do you have all Chinese people in... And, um? In the uh, uh, memoirs of a geisha, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like you, you guys keep retelling and reclaiming our stories and casting white people or casting the wrong Asian group. Stop it. So there was white little... people in memoirs of a geisha. They were Chinese people. Those weren't Japanese. There's some. Oh, all... I right. said they were white people. Okay, sorry. Those weren't all Japanese. Because remember, the director made this terrible comment saying that he had a difficulty finding Japanese actors. And motherfuckers was like, right, right, right. So this has been going on like heavy, like the Asian American actors um, consortiums and guilds. And they've been really fighting. They've been really fighting to be more visible, especially in Hollywood and on Broadway. So Mm -hmm. Tilda, you know, heard the, the grumblings and decided that she would ask a mutual friend to put her in touch with Margaret Cho. Right. So that she could ask Margaret, really, like, what's this all about? I don't understand why you Asians are angry. Right. And to her credit, I like that she reached out. And I like, well, her angle was she didn't want to do, or I think the director or whoever was trying not to do the stereotypical sort of Asian person as the sage um, 
you know, that whole stereotype that that's there too. So the director was trying to switch it up by making a woman, making it, you know, like right. it was cool to make it female. Like that's what struck me. Cause that's you, cause Dr. Strange, Mark, Dr. Strange is very male. So to make right. it like put that female as the main teacher. Yes. I was like, okay. Right. Well, I, I just, I just feel like the, the argument is and always hinges to me because I'm a writer mm-hmm. first. It is what was the writer's intent? And if the character was Asian and male, I get you trying to whatever your license was and trying not to make it um, the pat you know stereotypical but that's who the character is in the and source material made, and you still and you still made her male-ish because she's not very right. feminine she looks like she looks like a she looks like a white version of the original character like you know so and I and I'm fairly certain that Margaret Cho was in a position that I said I'm not going to be in anymore. Like, why well, I got to explain to you why you writing me out of my stories is inappropriate. Agreed. But I think like, it's just exhausting. Yeah, yeah. It's exhausting. And when you get so why do you have that, that conversation? Why do you have that conversation by email? I think right. there's no way that that shit isn't going to go south if you're typing words. When when I'm having a conversation of that sort of magnitude, you need I you know face to face, eye to eye contact. You need a, a cocktail or two. You mm-hmm. need to warm me up. Like, do I first of all? Th- okay, they don't know each other at all. So right. like, let's let's like, how you doing? You know, like a little general conversation to see if I even want to have a race conversation with you. Like that's. Because like you said, Carla, like it's exhausting. Do I need to waste my energy on helping you understand? We'll start there. Like what the re- what else is going on in your life? And then right. if I like you enough. You're talking about Marvel. Marvel has actually done a really good job of being very authentic with most of the characters in their yes. little universe. Yes. So, and my thing is you were perfect with Doctor Strange. Had no problem when you picked Benedict Gumbach. No problem. Even though... You know, he's a he's an American twat. I had no problem him being a British person with American accent twat. No problem with that. Mm. Every other character in there is actually very authentic. And you just had a reboot of it. Like every time these movies come out, a reboot of the animated version comes out on Netflix a year before the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a whole new Doctor Strange on Netflix right now. Right. That actually goes side by side click and sucker, click, click and sector with the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you had this opportunity to like, and you definitely had the actor to do it. Cause truth be told, you could have chosen the same actor that's in the first, um, Batman begin when he first finds Raz al Ghul. You could have picked Yes. 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 Because he he's actually um, dark enough. He's dark to be sure. That's another thing too. You're not just talking about like ethnically acceptable Asian. You're talking it's, about it's a color dark conversation. Asian. You know what I'm saying? Like you're talking yes. about very diverse 
Asians that live in this particular area of Asia where there's been lots of training and collusion with North Africa. Yep. So they're all different complexions. So you could have got, so the fact that you have different, the sorcerers are all different complexions, that's actually very accurate. Everything in the movie was actually very accurate with the exception of the ancient one. But, you know, again, it's not even because they're going to cast their films how they want to cast them. My issue in this conversation is with Miss um, Tilda. Because I just, again, it's willful ignorance. I just can't believe that you don't understand why the Asian American community is a little pissed about it. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk to an Asian woman that you don't know. So this means you have no Asian women in your life that you could reach out to, which, you know, says a little something. I have some Asian women in my life. I have women of all of all origins in my life. So in this great big world, you have to call a friend of a friend to find one Asian who is funny and try to engage that person who don't know you. Mm-hmm. In a conversation about why you feel like you're being attacked when it and wasn't about engaging, you, and not even engaging those those specific actors who've been the forefront of this argument. Let's be clear, right? They're mm-hmm. like four specific actors that have been in the forefront of this argument. And Mark Tom- is not one of them, right? She is not one of them, and you know, so it all stinks of Beckyism to me. So I want to move on. And spend the rest of the show talking about things that are fun and cheerful and light. Because this is our last show before we go on hiatus for the winter. For the winter. (laughs) Um, The winter hiatus. I love the winter. Man, oh man, Shevitz. I get a real quote from Maya because she's about to come to Chicago actually for the holidays. I was like, oh yeah. well let me let me go buy you another coat. <laughs> this, that coat she ain't that coat that she got there is not equipped for these young hawks no. that are out here in the street. That coat that looks like a whole blanket goes all the way to your ankles <laughs> wrapped around your head. Like Where you whole... have to you have to bend all the way in half to start the zipper. <laughs> right, right. right. You know like, the thing is like she has a vest and a coat that we got from Old Navy. So she'll probably have oh. both of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. She better have that under that other coat, cause right. this is not no old navy weather. There's and this is like old navy hoodie. has made that can handle this. Yeah, she right. needs she needs lots of little lots of multiple small layers, cause this is a layer kind of situation. Oh yeah, well the thing is, once my mother picks her from the airport, I don't think they're leaving the house. I think they're gonna like. <laughs> But my mom was like, what does she want for breakfast? I'm like, are y'all leaving? She's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> we are hibernating right now. We are hibernating. Right. Like, I'm literally sending movie cards so my mother can go, her my mother go see Moana and sing. Because now Maya has, has greenlit Moana because she read how it has an authentic Samoan to Samoan people in the cast. She was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I guess I'll go see it. I was like, oh, okay. And, um, uh, and then they're going to go see Rogue One because, yeah. So that is my mother's birthday Christmas present from me. 
let me tell you uh, how I'm going to be going to see Sing um, this Christmas holiday, probably Christmas Day. I am going to be all up in there. (laughs) But again, y'all know I have problems with race politics. Why the gorillas, the big black gorillas, got to be a gangland family? That's all I'm saying. You know why the gorilla's daddy got to be in jail, but he sings Sam Smith songs. That's all I'm saying. I'm mm. I got a problem with it. You know I'll be seeing shit. You know I'll be seeing with my, my racially charged eye. All right, so everybody's coming out with their best of list for the Christmas season. L.com has done their list of the best. Christmas movies of all time. Esquire.com has done their um, list of the best Christmas songs. And Entertainment mm. has done their greatest Christmas TV specials from childhood. Yeah, I used to love those things. I feel good. So, oh, I was looking through the list today. And they mm-hmm. were all, the music was very typical. Of course, Nat King Cole. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you know, um, Mariah Carey. Um, Did they have Donny Hathaway? I cannot remember if I saw Donny Hathaway. I didn't Hathaway see on the it, list. but I, may, I just flipped through the list quickly, but I didn't see Donny, which is right. an epic oh, failure. Okay. Oh. Um... There were the uh, all of the 1960s versions of Christmas songs, the Ronettes and everybody. Uh, they did um, Madonna's Santa Baby, but they oh, didn't wow. do Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Which upset me mm-hmm. a lot because Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby. Sleep a sable under the tree for me. For me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so I'm like, how did we do a whole list and we do not have Eartha Kitt Santa Baby on there? I just. Did they have the. Yeah. Huh? Or um, Mommy's Kissing, um, Mommy's Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, they have Michael Jackson was on there. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what, Carla? The song you opened up with is the first song I thought of that was not on the list. It was Dougie Fresh and the Magnificent Four. Exactly. Jingle Dangle for the Poor. Like that's a hit. I had to go back. I, the, the kids were listening to it. I didn't realize how many swear words were in it. But <laughs> the eight-year-old still liked it. The six-year-old just was like wanting to sing it so that she could sing the swear words. Um, but <laughs> but oh, you know like it was it was topical and 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 funny and it was like hip hop at its finest too, yes. right? It told about a social issue, but it was funny, it was tongue in cheek. And then Dougie Fresh comes out. Like even they had staging and you know outfits and stuff and then they had the like dancers coming around like acting out parts of it it was brilliant it was brilliant it was it was classic and i'm looking at this list i'm like first of all stevie wonder's whole christmas album is supposed to be on any list about (laughs) christmas songs 
Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys. Playing with bombs like kids play with toys. Oh, God. Stevie. I know. Oh, I'll be crying for his Lots of mistletoe. I just, I'm like, what is this list about? Was BB King on that list? Did you see it? Did I you see BB? I I didn't see BB King. So I was like, this list is hella racist. I was very upset with the Christmas music. So I'm going to ask you all, ladies, what happened in your homes and what happens in your home now that lets everybody know, damn it, it's Black Christmas up in this piece? What song? Oh, I don't even have one because we actually played the piano and guitar around the piano and like literally sang Christmas songs, like all Christmas songs when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Tamara, um, the most interesting person I've ever met. Like, <laughs> dude, wow. I mean, like, we really, we really had like prepared. And my grandmother was like, oh, somebody's flat. Who's singing? Who's singing the wrong part? I'm saying. <laughs> Like wow. we would have to, we would have to come ready, you know. Hark of the bells, sweet silver bells, huh? and it was only four of us. So that means each part, everybody was holding on to their own part, right? So my grandma was like, "Oh, somebody's part is a little raunchy. Like whose part is that?" And then, like whatever <laughs> instrument you play, you play that. And I remember we would play like, you know, someday at Christmas. I had to like learn how to play that on the piano. So my grandma was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm singing a song, like a song." And then, you know, we did like all the um. This Christmas, huh? I mean, we would play like all that stuff. And outside the fact that we actually had, do you remember the thing? It was like a a, a light, which now they have a more high tech version of it. Remember the thing that would, what it had like, it looked like a Simon Says, except it was a thing that went in circles around your tree to make different colors. Yes, I remember those. Yes. we had one. It looked like a Simon Says in the front. It had like red, yellow, green, blue. All right. <laughs> it would like go around the circle and make your tree do magic, right? So, mm. yeah, that was how you knew. And every New Year's Day, my grandmother invited a hundred people to the house that I currently am renting out now in Chicago. So that would be all the aldermen, all the cops she worked with, everybody from the church. My grandmother was a pastor at night and worked the police department by day. So all mm-hmm. these people came to the house and my grandmother would cook all this food, eggnog, it'd be wine, beer, open bar, people playing bid whiz in all parts of the house. My grandmother taking their money, basically, because you play bid whiz with money. Like she was not, like you didn't mm-hmm. come to take no money. Like, I don't know why you playing. So, um, and then the kids were assigned to replace people if you had to go pee because you drank too much. Mm -hmm. So, we would have to like take over the table and make sure we made the right bid, or else that was like a whooping. Like, you messed up her money because she had to go pee. It was bad business. So, yeah, right. That's what I remember. Those are my holiday memories. And today, this Christmas, I'll be working all Christmas, through Christmas, through Christmas Eve. So I'll probably be sleep underneath my Christmas tree. And my mm-hmm. daughter will have a rocking Christmas in Chicago with the family. So there it is. That's awesome. Mikaela, what what when did you know? And you 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 grew up in a in a bicultural home. 
When did, did you know that Black Christmas had started? It was when, um, I'll say, when the Temptations started singing Silent Night. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like then I knew it was on. Like, yeah, I had a temptation song for almost every occasion. But oh, yes. for sure, yeah. they did the Silent Night. It was it was on and popping. That's when Black Christmas starts. No yeah. rain. So oh, my in my God. house, my mother, <laughs> you are so silly. <laughs> my mama. Um, uh, I'm I'm a bit of a Scrooge by humbug, but my mother loved all holidays, every holiday. So I knew. So Black Christmas started in my house the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That was, <laughs> because that was the day my father played uh, uh, Nat King Cole's Christmas song. Mm. Right? When you heard chestnuts roasting on an open fire and the Christmas tree came out the closet, yes, we had plastic Christmas tree. And when the Christmas tree came out the front hall closet and it was, this was the day after Thanksgiving, it was time. Right. Christmas, black Christmas started in my house on that day after the Friday after Thanksgiving every year. There was no rest. It was time mm-hmm. to put up her tree. Was and time you to make the house house had the lights up on the windows and everything like uh, that Friday? Yeah. Yeah, you did everything that Friday. You did we everything. Put everything up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, my kids are so jealous of those people. And then they just <laughs> nag me every second until we put the lights up. Now, Y'all are just was- too ready. I'm like making a turkey and then I need a few days to recover. I'll hit you. I'll get you next. It's not even December. Stop talking like, to me. They were like, no, you're not a real mother. You're tripping. Hurry up. No, no. Up. There right. was none of- I, think, I think the little one called DCFS on me. I'm telling you. She probably <laughs> reported you because you was wrong she as hell. like that. You yep. Supposed to- you know what? I got totally off schedule. I used to totally be after Thanksgiving. But when I moved to these coast, you know, they don't have two weeks off a break. For thanks for holiday for Christmas in on East Coast, you only have a week off. So, like you literally get off almost a day before Christmas sometimes. Like my daughter's last day of school is Friday. Christmas is Sunday. That don't make no sense. That's the that's you have a full full day of school Friday. Okay, full week. That's in Chicago this year. They did us like that this year. We but get aren't the y'all week. off? When do y'all go have to go back? You don't have to go back to the ninth, but usually you get a couple of days before Christmas. Oh, because right. We go back. Yeah. We go back the day after New Year's Day. Well, That's you know, it. you know why they they're not giving them a couple of days because the holiday is on the weekend. Right. right. So, so like they, we literally have a week every time. It don't matter when Christmas is. It's a week. Right. That's crazy. And it's, and it's so funny because. When I was teaching for the school district, when I moved to East Coast, and I was teaching for New York and Philly, I couldn't pull myself together to put anything up after Thanksgiving because I was like, I can only sleep today. <laughs> like I'm going to see my kids <laughs> right. Monday, and right. so like I, what I did is I bought a little baby tree that made music just to make myself feel better, and mm-hmm. I would put that up because I like getting a live tree too, and I then I would get the live tree. 
literally, I feel like every teacher in the city was getting a live tree on the 21st because that was our last day of school. You were like, okay, this is what I'm going to decorate. And it was so crazy because I felt, I mean, I've been over here now long enough to be used to it, but I feel like it totally took me off my game, off my square. Like I used to be that after Thanksgiving, keep that tradition yeah. up, up the holidays. And I moved to the East Coast and we had a week off and I was like, I guess I'll be celebrating Hanukkah. Like that's close. I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do about Christmas because I can't. I can't yeah, no. That. And my sister, God bless her soul. And her children are grown as hell at this point. They're 25 and 21. And she's still Thanksgiving. We eat. And she's dragging out the tree and the ornaments and the lights and stuff that Friday. Wow. Yeah. She, oh. she is going to have Christmas. You can't even really digest your turkey around my sister. Wow. You can't even get, you can't even make your turkey sandwich Friday morning without her looking at you like, so are you going to help me with this tree? Hell no. I'm not going to help you with this tree. I sit in here while you do it. But I don't do I'll, that anymore. I'll keep you sad. I totally admire those people. I, You know what I mean? I think they're awesome. I'm just not one of them. I, I have no. When my mama passed, I was like, whew. I'm never doing this Christmas shit again. <laughs> not never. I would be on ladders. And you know, my mom was old school. For Christmas, you had to take down all the shades and all the drapes and everything and hand wow. wash everything and iron it and hang it back up. Like, I had one of those houses, like, you had to get that was when the baseboards got washed for her. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you had to get, I had to get real um, uh, Cinderella with it. I was out here scrubbing right. floors on my hands. And okay. feet. Right. Like, like no, yeah. no, my house never needs to be that clean, ever, for <laughs> any reason. Like I, I just I I am of the opinion that a little dust is good for the immune system. It helps you keep your keep your balances together. You know, if it's too clean, you you get might start catching shit. It's what I've told myself. How I yeah, I do it. do that like the first, but I like connect that to the first of the year cleaning. Like mm -hmm. that whole clean the baseboards, using like warm salt water on your walls to like cleanse, spiritually cleanse your space and wash all stuff down. And that I do do around the tree. And that's why I get a real tree too. Oh, and put water in it so it's nice and pretty and lush and that smell and it blooms and blossoms. Oh, Girl, bye, humbug. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. I, oh, terrible. I, I rebuke you. I love it. I can't. Listen. All right. Here's my here's my next question. The, mm -hmm. the holes have come. <laughs> let, <laughs> let, uh, let the corner receive these holes. <laughs> and every pimp with righteousness puts his pimp hand down puts his pimp hand down he puts, he puts his pimp hand down thank you I'll be here all week alright and then there was so, hope here's the question favorite holiday food not Ooh. 
and I'm not giving you all a plural because I want you broads to be decisive. Oh, you know what? what? That's been a thing with you lately. I'm gonna let I, that go. Yes, I I know because people want to pick tr- triple and quadruple answers. No, uh, I we want to. We want to do. Go ahead, Makayla. You the top of the class. I'm sure you can pick one good food for Carla. Go ahead. What is you your <laughs> like? This is damn it. It's Christmas food. What is it? Hmm. Because you're the head of the class, you're the good student, I'm sure you can pick just one. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, Makayla? Um, I'm going to say leg of lamb. Um, yes. Just, it's really a pricey piece of meat, and you have to cook it just so. Um, mm. Not everybody... Yes, well, right, not everybody does it. Um, I think... And I know this is a shocker, um, but I think the English people actually got this one right. Yes. We, we all know English food is wackety whack, whack, whack. No, um, but the British, the British know big pieces of meat, like huge hunks of like beef and right. lamb. That's right. the thing. Right. So they have um, it's mint sauce. I have to go to the import Ooh. store to get it. Like the first time I saw a mint jelly, I thought, what in the world? what has happened to our society America should be burned to the ground but um, sauce is like it's like sugar and mint and vinegar and oil like I don't even honestly it's it's like magic so I don't know what's actually in it um Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. a leg lamb cooked with mint sauce is like the reason I wake up that day Girl, I, I, I could really taste it. Lamb. I could mm-hmm. really taste what you were talking about. Yeah. Oh. All yeah. right, tomorrow. Oh. One damn food. Oh, one. It only can be one. Let me That's... think. Well, you know me, okay? Because I, I actually can gorge on sweets. One thing I love about Christmas is Christmas are iced sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. I had, a, I had a cousin that would make them from scratch, like the icing from scratch and everything. And she would make you like your own set of cookies with your initial on it. Oh, that's so cute. Maybe so gone too. I'd be sending <laughs> my mother be like my mother. My mother would be looking at her. It's like oh, so cute. And my tea would be hanging like out of my mouth. I was like oh yeah, they real. They <laughs> these are real cute. She was like, oh my God, you can't wait to get home. She make them every year. No, I can't. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh my God. It would be like, like, like Cookie Moss ate them cookies. I, it'd be just surrounded. <laughs> like, right, because you know you had it. Like, it's also the anticipation. You know you got another year before you'll ever taste them again. Like, she won't bring them for your birthday. She right. won't bring them for anything else. It's just Christmas. And my mother was like, and then my mother would have to hide hers because I was like, I'll take your cookies too. Like you best put them in a good place if you want them. <laughs> That's some like ninja chef stuff that they just, you know what I mean? Like like performers say you got to leave them wanting more or whatever. Yes. And that's oh, yeah. like those women who are men or women who have that one dish that is like oh, off the charts they act like they can't make it on any other days just so that the anticipation is bubbling over. Oh, yeah, oh. I do that to people. 
I do that to mm. people. Like you don't you need you don't need to taste these oatmeal raisin cookies I make all the time. You right. Because you won't respect me if I'm constantly <laughs> making these cookies. I need right. you to respect me. Right. Why buy the farm when you can get the oatmeal cookies every day? Exactly. Why, like, why would you do that? Right. I'm not. No, you have to. Mm-mm. You have to come. You have to wait. And I like to see. I'm a different kind of sneaky cook. I like to surprise people with stuff. Like I don't even mm. tell you it's coming. And then I show up with some cupcakes. Like bam. <laughs> and then people are like, they still warm. Oh, oh. And then when you gonna make them get? I don't know when. I'm not sure. When the spirit. <laughs> when the spirit hits me. So, here's my food. From the time I was old enough to put it in my mouth till this very day, when I see the big ass industrial slave size pan of macaroni and cheese, oh, I know it's mm. Christmas. Right. My mother would make a pan of macaroni and cheese so big that mm. it took up the entire counter. And right. it was never any left. Not never. I'd have to hide the cheese corners. Oh. Mm. Mm. I'd have to hide the macaroni and cheese. I'd have to hide my portion. I'd have to hide it up in the back in the freezer. Because hiding it in the refrigerator just meant some N-word was going to go all through the refrigerator looking for it. That'd be me. See, mm-hmm. you see people like you get stabbed on. When you walk in the kitchen and they all deep in the refrigerator with macaroni and hanging out their mouth, see, right. it's wrong. No, no, no. It's okay, when you get, your you get your leftovers home and like one part of it is gone. Like somebody <laughs> just took right. your macaroni and cheese. They left right. some other stuff on the plate. But we just took, I, I'm, I'll just take that one chunk of whatever I want. Yeah, I'm that person. <laughs> Y'all are low down. <laughs> And I will put the foil back on the plate to make it look like I didn't do it. Ooh, y'all low down. See, that's why I'd have to put mine in the well, freezer. But, but then uh-huh. I learned how to make my mama's macaroni and cheese. So now I deliver macaroni and cheese goodness to the world. Mm. I believe that no holiday or special event, birthday, uh, christenings, bar mitzvahs, I don't think... I think every special occasion needs a large ass school lunch industrial size pan of macaroni. Yeah. Oh wait, I got Amen. a funny story about baked macaroni and cheese. I went to a party once, and supposedly everybody there was vegan and like hummus eating and no gluten. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so I said, well, it seems like a safe thing to make is a baked pan of macaroni and cheese. And I assumed I'd be taking half of it back because I was like, they're not going to really eat it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I brought it to the party and it was hot, like hot from my oven still party because I was like, mm-hmm. you know, like I made it. Just, I just made it. Right. When I tell you I sat it down, I remember sitting it down on the table. I turned around and all of these brown and black healthy eating motherfuckers like oof, and it was an empty pan I said well I thought y'all wanted hummus They're like, oh yeah I mean that was great but yeah see this they is why I don't, trust cheese these, out of mouth. I don't trust these vegetarian um, mugs I don't trust them 
because they always they talk all this good game, but let some dairy run up and through the house. Let me tell you, I've never seen macaroni and cheese go that fast, and I've seen it go like be gone. But I literally went to the bathroom. Now, thankfully, I ate before I came to the party because when you tell me that's on the menu, I'm gonna eat before I come because I'm not gonna stand and be hungry, right? Right. I sat that down and I sat down half a pound cake I made from scratch. When I came from the bathroom and all I had to do was pee, there was nothing on the table. And I was the only person who brought real food, basically. Mm-mm-mm. And you didn't get none of it. So you were none stuck with the carrots. And the and bad it. hummus. Not even good hummus. Like, I love hummus. I have but, to say, on, on this girl, we about to disagree. There is no such thing as good hummus. I oh, am, ooh, oh, oh, I yes, do oh, not like yeah. hummus. You know I love I, red pepper hummus. Because mm. I am a, a bona fide southerner by way of Chicago. And I believe that beans should be cooked in a pot with smoked meat. I just, the whole blended chickpea thing and it's cold I can't I can't you know what I'm, I'm with you some bacon in the hummus or do something like that I'm with you 100 <laughs> I already like hummus but if you want to put like a neck bone or something in there I think <laughs> I'm totally open to that I was serious <laughs> I mean like I'm the one who puts hummus like on top of a cracker with cream cheese and like salmon like it's so fat that by the time I get through with it, it's like hummus. It's like like maybe maybe it'll taste better if I put a a piece of pork belly in my slow cooker, and I right. slow cook some pork belly and then mix it with hummus. Maybe I'll be able to really is like, like with, with chips, it. like with with tortilla oh, chips. Yeah, oh. and come you do that experimentation. I pour will, the I will, I, like the pork grease on there and chop up a little. You know, some some meat. I'm I'm with you 100. percent And like sautéed garlic is really good with that too. Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good with roasted garlic. Like if you like really roast garlic, mm. garlic cloves, and put it on some bread hot, and put some hummus on top of it, it's a happy day. It, it ooh, say mm. word. Child, y'all, y'all can y'all can have the hummus until I make my bacon soaked hummus. Then. Uh, I, I will probably not be doing that. I'm in. Um, <laughs> y'all are so I'm, I'm with you. All right. Best and worst gift you ever got for the holiday. Oh. Can I go first? No, I'm scared. Go ahead. Who want to go first? I know. You go first. Yeah. Well, you go first. The worst gift I ever got. And, it, and I know people are going to hear this and say, how is the worst gift? Okay. So I'm not a jewelry person. Mm. Even though people continue to try to make me one, I'm not a jewelry person. Right. So, the guy was in the time bought me this beautiful, like, gold, whatever, something watch. Wait, wait, who but bought you this? Um, this guy was seeing the time. Oh, okay. Bought me this beautiful, like, gold, fancy, pretty watch. Mm. I hated it the minute I put it on <laughs> and I took it out the box. Oh, I wanted some fucking pajamas. I didn't want no goddamn watch. Oh, wow. And I know that his friends were like, oh, she gonna love this watch. So the watch was too big. To show you how much I hated that watch, 
the very next day I went to the club and wore it because I knew I'd lose it because I knew it'd fall off my fucking wrist. Oh, Lord. I went to the club and I was dancing. The watch probably hit some random person at the reactor in the head. <laughs> and I was like, I came oh, home. And I said, oh, my God. I can't believe I lost the watch. It was such a sweet gift. And then he went and bought me some flannel pajamas. I was like, oh, these are amazing. And I ran around like, God, those probably cost $5. The watch probably cost 100 something. I don't care. I wanted flannel pajamas. I love pajamas. And that's, yeah, that was the worst gift. The best gift I ever got. Oh, this is, okay. Well, I've had, I've had some good gifts, but this was like a memorable gift. Do you remember Big Track? Do you remember Big Track? No. And you would, like, it was like a, it was like a tractor. It was like, it looked like a, an army vehicle. And it would, you would program it, it go forward, back, and it had like a little thing that could carry stuff and dump it and dump stuff off. So you put an apple in the back and you would like, you know, eject the apple. It was like this really high tech thing. I got that for Christmas. Oh my God. I'm so excited. It was like, Arr. it was like big track. Watch it go forward and go backward and go to the left and make it right. And I ran that thing all over the house. My grandma was like, I hate this fucking toy. I was like, you bought it. <laughs> it was like, Arr. it was like, yeah, that was my best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, Makala. Mm-hmm. Best and worst. Well, that just made me think of this, um, a childhood toy. I really wanted the Wonder Woman doll and not Wonder Woman. Bionic Woman. And you remember like it had like openings. Oh, so you could yes. Mm-hmm. Circuits and stuff inside. Um, and my mom, like, you know, we were always together. So she, she apparently went ahead and, and she bought one, but she told me it wasn't for me. She told me it was for somebody else. And of course I was like, but what about me? It fell out in the store, like cried all <laughs> the way home, was a complete asshole. And then, you know, Christmas, I was mad at her for like three days. And then Christmas Day, I opened, and of course, the toy is for me. So, I don't know if that's best or worst, but that was a, a really bad experience. <laughs> it was traumatic. It was. Traumatic. It, was. it was. But it was like the thing I wanted most in the world. Like, I watched that show all the time. And I totally wanted to be one uh, bionic woman. Oh, my God. She was, she was so cool. She was everything. She could hear. She could run fast. The whole night. She could and then she had the doors her, the car. She had a sound effect. Do, 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 when she was <laughs> listening. Right. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. Best. I have to say, I'm a lucky little duck. I've had so many amazing Christmas presents. Um. From all different kinds of folks. I think my best Christmas present was when me and Angela got our light bright. Ooh. Because my light, the light bright was my favorite toy of all the toys I've ever had in the whole. (laughs) I don't, I am still this day, I dream about the light bright. So, me and Angela, we had separate gifts, but sometimes my mother would, like, get stuff that we could both play since I was so little and she was big and we could, like, share. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that that light bright. There was also the year where I got my Holly Hobby of. Ooh, that, which I was that you was were everything. Ball that year, baby, I was a boss. But I boss ball Christmas. Christmas was like what? You don't know nothing about this Holly Hobby of. But here's <laughs> my my worst. <laughs> like y'all don't y'all don't need y'all come over here and play if you want to. When I then it was the Christmas I got my Barbie perfume station. Oh, uh oh, what? My, I, well, I could, huh? You could make your own perfume. I remember yes. that. Yes. I, oh, I mm-hmm. had I had the Barbie perfume station, and she bought me the Barbie head because we could only play with black dolls. My mother would not buy us white dolls if the doll did not come in black, and that's how she would say it. Does it come in black? If the ball, <laughs> if the doll did not come in black, you could not get it. You were so, like, oh, the Barbie, the doll head came in black. I got the doll head with all the makeup, and I got the perfume station. You couldn't oh, tell me shit that Christmas. Um, <laughs> I was like, my friends were coming over, my god sisters would come to the house. I'd be like, behold, the greatest gifts of all time. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> and I you know, I was. I, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're shocked by this, but I've always been an asshole. So I would totally flaunt my gifts in people's face. Like, oh, oh. What, what did you get for Christmas? Because I just got, I don't know, a television and a Atari. What? <laughs> <laughs> Behold. Okay, I'm still waiting for my parents to buy me an Atari because that shit never happened. They would. Well, they wow. can get one at Bullpath and Beyond now. They got the classic Atari. <laughs> I used to have, I was that kid who was like at your house at eight o'clock in the morning, like all inappropriate <laughs> times and shit. Hey, hey, what's going on, Carla? Hey, yeah. What are you guys doing? Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's all oh, my next door neighbors. Oh my God. I was like that. I was the only child. at 30 in the morning. And because oh. I was the only child, I would let you like use all my stuff. I was like, oh, look, you can use it. You can use it because I got like, I was the only child, the only grandchild, and the only niece for like the first 20 years of my life. Right. Right. See, I was the baby. So not only did I have everything, I was selfish as fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> I would let people come over, behold the wonders of my gift. But don't be touching it too long. No, that's not how we're going to play with this. Step back. <laughs> I was that motherfucker. Spoiled ass kid. But here's my worst Christmas present. So, a uh, moment of transparency. I have a biological sister who I cannot stand. People don't like to say this, but you know how you have the good sister, evil sister, like on Snap to, or one of the shows on ID Channel. That's me and my sister Sharon. Like, it's bad. Like, we gonna be an episode of of fat- Fatal Families or something. So, I am allergic to perfume. This woman decided because <laughs> I was about to call her a whole bag. Yeah, you were. But this whole bag decided that for every holiday she would buy me perfume. This went on for I don't know 
four years, five years straight. Like for my birthday, all the time. This is what happened. <laughs> Till the Christmas day where she was like, I got you a present. Because she sounds like that. I'm like, you are 60 years old. You was an old bra. Why do you sound like a muppet? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me this I was like what cause I knew I knew in my spirit I was going to this bra was going to give me this perfume <laughs> so she pushed this in my face I opened it and it was a bottle of perfume I said come in the kitchen with me cause we had carpet so I couldn't do what I was going to do in the living room Ooh. so she was a setup. it was a setup. <laughs> I took her in the kitchen and I was like, you know I'm allergic to this fucking perfume, crap! And I broke the bottle and perfume was everywhere. You and broke then the bottle I, like over her head or? Well, I threw it, it at her floor. feet. So I threw it at her feet so it like spurst all over her and all over the kitchen. How old were oh, you? Oh, we were, we were, I, I was an adult. <laughs> this was yesterday. I, no, I was I was in my early twenties. I was grown. You were a grown. I, I love it. That is so Joan Crawford. You like brought her into the kitchen so as to not make like a stain or a long a long last right. mouth. Yeah. Then you like shattered the glass at her feet. Oh, I yes. love it. Did you have a gown no. on? Never give me. I I, you, <laughs> I should have. Never give me this perfume again! Whap! Crash! And then I, I, I turned around and I spun around and I left the kitchen. <laughs> and I went and I sat down. My mother was so engrossed in the grandchildren. I think mm. it was just one of them at the time. I think it was just the little boy. So she was all in her grandson. She didn't even know all that had went down. So when she finally was in the kitchen and she saw it because Sharon's trifling and Sharon didn't clean it up and she saw the mess, Sharon got yelled at. And my mama called all men, it's just trifle. I don't know what's going on. The house is nasty. We can't have Christmas. We can never have Christmas without some shit. I love it. I wasn't in trouble at all. Hmm. So yes, that, that was my worst Christmas present because I'm a diva. All right, regifting, yay or nay? I'm a fan of regifting, by the way. All day. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, if it's what? books, books, yeah, but not mm, no. There are some gifts I get. I'm yeah, like, I'm never gonna yeah. do. And huh? re-gift, if I give you something and you don't want it, re-gift it. Don't go to the club and fling your aunt hand through the air. <laughs> I mean, just give it to somebody else. You know, there's people who don't know anybody like else. I know anybody else. I was 18. <laughs> Do not judge me. I needed, to, I needed to know what time it was. You know, I like a little blink. <laughs> Just gonna throw shit across the room. I mean, that's cool, but there's people starving in China oh, that no, I did re gift it. The person got hit in the head with the watch. They took it home, I'm sure. And they were like, oh, you fucked. You gave me a concussion, but now I got a new watch. So they were grateful. Okay. I just don't Say like. What? That's right. 
raining watches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I will box that shit right up. I look at things sometimes, like when people give me like beautiful gift boxes of tea or something oh, like that. Yeah. I'm, not that a tea, I'm not a tea drinker, but they're beautiful. And it's like passion fruit, grape, some shit. Like it's all like exotic. So yep. I behold, I put it to the side because somebody's gonna have a birthday that's a tea drinker. Right. And it's like, so oh, I'm totally you. about the regifting. I don't think right. it's insulting unless you give it back to the motherfucker that gave it to you. Now that's low down. <laughs> well, I <Hey>, think <laughs> if your circle is smaller, like I think because I've been moving all around, I I can't. I can't regift because <laughs> I only know like five people right at this point. So <laughs> it's just like, I mean, they'll know. I'll be like, and they all know each other. So, you know, I, I can't, since my circle's getting smaller, <laughs> it's like, they'll be like, bitch, I gave this shit to you yesterday. Oh, fuck. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just, you know, now what I will do is, and this is what I miss about my church. My church used to have a share table. And so Saturday, um, we would we have like a community meal. People from everywhere would come and eat. You know, all walks of life would come and get a free meal. Come in from you know, chill out. And we started share table. And so I would bring things to the share table for that reason because I knew people like were shopping at that share table. Right. And so the quote unquote connery gift. Without having to like go to Goodwill or some crazy like that, I was like, "Oh, look, my church is a share table," and I would, you know, do like I mean. And the reason I said books is because me and Maya, we have lots and lots and lots and lots of books. And since Maya has, you know, gone from five years old now to fifteen years old, there's a set of books that she's never going to use again. You know what I'm saying? Because right. She, and so, like, we have given those. Like, you know, if my friends having a baby, I will give like some of the really great books that Maya had I will give those as a part of like the gift for the baby because mm. you know that's great because I mean like because I think because we don't have a house anymore when we had a house I kept everything all the books because I mean I had shit I had a whole library mm-hmm. and so because I don't really have that anymore um like my mom still has books on her shelf that literally is like grade three Tamara Anderson like you know stuff like that you know on the shelf or like all the books she had in eighth grade when she went to um Betsy Ross like in eighth grade all her little Shakespeare books have like great they're so cute so like those we have but you know when you're like a gypsy like Maya likes to call us we're like the east coast gypsy (laughs) we just take the books that are important (laughs) right (laughs) way like everything else so like those, yeah, I, I could totally re-gift. But I mean, now if I re-gift, I would get totally busted. It'd be like, bitch, I just gave that cake three weeks ago. Oh, damn. Was that you? Fuck. Oh. I, also, I also sneak re-gift. Like I'll just have shit piled up and then somebody will come over. Yeah. Or I'll, and I'll be like, ooh, I can get this out the house today. Because <laughs> I'll make it look like I was thinking about them when they came over. Girl. <laughs> You know, I got this. I was thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Say, just take this out of my house. Um, so, and it, um, it is uh, the Christmas season, but um, on December 26th, 
we will start the Kwanzaa season mm-hmm. for those who celebrate African heritage, unity, and culture, December 26th through January 1st. Kwanzaa is a week-long celebration held in the United States and in other nations of the Western African diaspora in the Americas. The celebration honors African heritage in American in African American culture and is observed from December 26th to January 1st, culminating in a feast and gift giving. Kwanzaa has seven core principles. Nguzu Saba. It was created. What is his name? Dr. Milana Karanga. Karanga. Dr. Karanga. Yep. And was first celebrated in 1966 and 67. So there we have it. Umoja, unity, Kujichagalia, which is one of my favorite words to say. And I always say it sounds fabulous. I I always say it when like as an exclamation point. I was like, Kujichagalia. Uh Uh-huh. Self-determination. Ujima, collective work and responsibility. Ujama. Cooperative economics, Nia purpose, Kumba, creativity, and Imani means faith. So, um, we out here shouting out these um, Kwanzaa celebrations. So make sure um, you get your um, get your dashiki ready and your (laughs) and your seven gifts to take to the parties, to Kwanzaa parties. Take the kids. To the Kwanzaa parties, mm. so they can be a part of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Mm. They do a good thing, or they used to. I mean, I haven't been in a while, but they used to do a, put on a really good set at Malcolm X College. Um, I think they do something at Dusabo here as well, at Dusabo Museum. Yeah, Malcolm X College so. do like a bazaar and have some really awesome performances and speakers and it was it was a it felt good but you oh, know good. they they ha- they moved to a new location yeah they have a new building now so yeah mm-hmm. so I don't- um but you know i i i am around i will not be around um for this uh celebration of kwanzaa i will be running the streets well, <laughs> running the country. So I'm going yeah. on one of my Carla Stillwell worldwide tours. Yay. I'm yeah. going to St. Louis, Missouri. Then I'm going to Baltimore. Then I'm going to Columbus, Ohio. Then I'm coming back to Chicago for three and one half days. And I will be going to um, Omaha, Nebraska for the inaugural performance of their um, opening season and they're opening my show The Divine Order of Becoming as their inaugural performance for their theater. So I will be running the streets. Uh, Tamara already told us what her um, holiday plan was. What you doing, Makayla? What you and the kids got going on? Um, What is Blaze putting on the grill? I know he's going to put something in a smoker, isn't he? (laughs) For sure, there's going to be tons of food around. But um, I picked up some new clients. So Kyla's just going to be... Yeah, it's just kind of dull um, goings here. But one is with a labor movement that's trying to get um, overtime for home health aides. Um, Mm. It's good work. 
And um, I also picked up some work expanding a solar alliance. Um, oh. So that's great. And I may have a little bit of work um, with a new medical marijuana dispensary that is opening up on the west side. So, yeah, I gotta get my card. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, you do. So right. it's good stuff. It's a good problem yeah. to have. Yes, I'm kind of stuck here, and I will maybe be probably be Facebook stalking you and pretending and and like even just copying your post onto my you know my Facebook page. <laughs> it, Seems like I'm going somewhere fun. Well, I am. Yes, I'm doing my full family tour. Um, and uh, then I am going to do something fun for me. And we all go and pray about my knees walking through the airport. Uh, I think I'm just going. I don't think I'm walking. Anyway, um, so let's do our little year end champagne toast girlies. What are you guys the most thankful for this year? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, the best I'll, answer I'll ever. start. I'll start. Um, y'all are so ignorant. I don't know why I picked you. Um, I was like, so I can just throw that, like you know, like a sound thing that I can just throw out while I'm going through my day. You know, somebody asks me something, and I can just go. Oh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that sound. Okay, I'll be here. I'll be here all night. I'll be here all night. All night. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Um, I am just. I am the most thankful that um my gastric sleeve surgery happened that I got through that whole process of being approved that it went well and that I'm what negative 28 pounds down what yes love it so I am very thankful because what that means is improved mobility every single day so for that I am thankful Yes. Amen. What are you ladies thankful for? Mm. <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh. You need uh, another. <laughs> no, you know what? Okay, oh, so. For this year, I am thankful. Because I, I forgot that this time last year was a little bit of a humdinger. And I'm saying that. Woo, I'm saying yes. real nice, politically correct. So. I have to say I'm most thankful for a new place and a place that brought us some sanity and some calm and some peace and um and really thankful for watching my daughter, you know, go through we we went through some crazy stuff this year and and, and watching her um resilience mm. and her um her just, you know, just her, her, her beautiful, empathetic understanding of like life and people as we went through this process. So, yeah, she's a that beautiful is. girl. You, you done good with that one, Mama. Oh, um, that's awesome. Quite, she, 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 she quite, she is quite in, impressive at times. Like I forget, I'm like, well, then I go into a room and I see how messy it is. I'm like, oh, you are 15. <laughs> 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 but it's, um, 
you know, like I'll be all like, oh my God, you're amazing. Not going around like, what the crackers? What the, what's this? Um, do you say what the crackers? She's totally saying what the crackers. I sound like Clark from like Supergirl. <laughs> it's like, I'll be there in a jiffy. He's like this, that's a, that's a time measurement. You're like, do people say that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm most thankful for actually. Yes. And just continue. Yeah. And just continue, um, not progress, just continue with steps in this artistic life. Like, yes. Um, like I, I wasn't able to join you ladies for the last couple of Mondays and it was, I was to meet with some casting directors and it was a really nice way to end the year with some yes. new projects coming up. So it was good. Yeah. Yay. All right, MC Blaze. I'm thankful. I don't, you know, okay. So I'm thankful 2015 sucked a gigantic fat dick in my life. So yeah. I'm glad it's not 2015, 2016, <laughs> although it's had its ups and downs, um, so much better. Um, and like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of at a place in my career that I can, you know, that my phone's ringing, that I'm not always seeking out work. Yeah. Um, and you know, for all the regular stuff, health and, and, and a roof over my head and all that stuff. But mostly I'm just glad that there's, you know, back in the nineties, people didn't have video cameras like they do now because my mm. career would be over. I don't even know if my husband, <laughs> so I'm just going to be grateful that <laughs> there's no video of me from the nineties. Thank you. Oh, that is honey. I think many of us <laughs> say that prayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Black Jesus and the precious Black Holy Ghost that nobody right. was tweeting and Instagramming and Snapchatting when I was out here in these streets. Oh, uh, well, I would have, I would have no career. Without no career there. at all. No career at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, I feel like 2016 blew fucking chunks. I feel, I mean, this year just went on a personal level with my health struggles the whole year. And when your health struggles, your finances struggle. So the whole year was just, this was my struggle year. Like, this was like, oh my God. And then this political atmosphere we're in, I don't even want to talk about it no more. I can't I can't even keep saying the motherfuckers name um and then I think the thing that most sucked for me this year is everybody died like it was so many Prince and Natalie Cole and Sting and like I can't even name all of the people it's just it kind of with what's going on in politics and with us losing so many and those are the those are the people that um were lost like the world lost one of my good girlfriends i went to high school with um rosie uh succumbed to cancer right after um no i meant david bowie not staying sorry i didn't mean to kill sting 
Uh, I was like, did he no, die? I didn't, no, what I didn't mean. I didn't mean to kill Sting. I'm sorry. My bad. Sorry, Sting. Um, but uh, my good girlfriend, um, Rosie, was fighting liver cancer for four years, and she passed right after Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> just a lot, a lot of death this year, and. A lot of the personal losses I had this year were cancer. So um, I say hashtag fuck 2016, hashtag fuck cancer. How about yeah. you guys? What What are you not, what are you so glad to leave in this year? I think you called it. Like Prince's death, like I'm, I never, I'll never be the same. No. I can't mm-hmm. believe it someone told me like and and I went on the internet and I read it and I was like whatever you I I never it wasn't until that late that night that I was able to be like for real for real um so I'm really glad about or I'm really sad about that yeah that was that sucked monkey balls yeah tomorrow tomorrow Well, I I mean, like, death-wise, it has been a stellar year. Because some people are always like, oh, you only notice how many people die because we have social media. But I was like, no, like, exponentially, more people have died this year than than any. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if there's enough time for the memoriam or the SAG Awards or the Oscars to think. No, like, they're going to leave people out. Like, they're going to... Yeah, because... it's too many it's people. So, it's so many, like ranging from like people, people really young to people really old. And I lost um, two really important family members back to back this year. And like I told you, my family's really small. So like that's two people that I'm really close to that were gone within a month of each other. Mm. And... But I will say that compared to last year, <laughs> this year was amazing. Besides the fact that people passed away, um, right. you know, without going into too much detail, like last year, I mean, to say it was a clusterfuck doesn't even describe it. It's just right. <laughs> at all, you know. Right. So, um. It kind this of feels year, like 2015 and 2016 were twin sister fuckers. Like, they were bookends of bullshit. I feel like 2015's bullshit never left. It just kept mm-hmm. getting more disgusting as 2016. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I have, I'm, I have a whole superstition. I'm, I don't like odd number years. I feel like they don't. <laughs> In terms of numerology, they don't, odd number of years just don't manifest well for me. I'm already sort of planning just to keep my head down and, you know, nose to the grindstone for 17 and just try to stay out of the way, to be honest yeah, see, with I've you. Been, like, and I've been having, like, really, and not, like, whatever, like, I've, I've actually been having some really, some really good times, some really okay times, but last year, yeah. Nope. And so that made this year look like a bright, sun, shiny penny. 
until the election happened. And I was like, oh, blah, blah. And, um, yeah. But now, like, doing some more organizing. Like, this Black Lives Matter week is really picking up momentum and speed and importance and is becoming a nice, rich week of stuff that we are really excited about. So that's that's giving me like some hope for next year to start off next year with. Mm. Well, I I already feel better. Like this I'm at one of those like it can't get no worse. So I've just decided mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be has to be better. Um so I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I don't make them because there's no need in me lying to myself or God about me stopping drinking or any of the other lies I said. One New Year's, y'all, I made a New Year's resolution. I said, I'm not going to curse. I'm not cursing. I'm leaving profanity in 2007. I promise you, the clock struck midnight. Everybody said, Happy New Year. And I said, and I turned around, I said, what the fuck is that on my floor? So I didn't even yeah. make it 30 seconds into the new year with my resolution. Well, I find that resolutions, if they're not connected to like, to something real and tangible. I mean, I think we all make that mistake. Like, I think for the last 10 years, I've been making new year goals. Mm-hmm. Like, I make goals. Like, I make a, a list of things that... I really want to make happen before during the next year. Right. And that I've been pretty successful with. With maybe it's maybe like I'll make maybe a list of five or six, depending on the year. And it's always one thing on there that I get close to and it's no cigar. But the goals, you know, like resolutions, just like any other promise you make to yourself, has to be connected to like what you're doing. If it's like to make more art, to get more mm. clients, to um, spend more time with your family to make sure that you actually take time for yourself and get some rest that you you love people a little bit more love yourself a lot more those type of things like I think those are the types of things that we should always try to like to ex- expound for because it not only makes us better people but it makes us healthier people more sound of mind people if you know if your resolution is i'm gonna actually go get therapy so i can stop being crazy as fuck that's a good resolution to have you know what I'm girl saying? let me tell you something i know so many people that i want to facebook like i want to like get in a direct message and just be like for 2017 i need you to go take a pill and lay on the couch because right. bitch yeah. you crazy as fuck like <laughs> your crazy is seeping out all over the world. Like I smell your crazy. And social media is, and social media is not your couch. No. Like just because you you are live and you take a step by step up through your psychosis, it's not a coping mechanism. Oh. It, it doesn't do that. So my people, my people. Do you have a resolution, uh, Ms. Mrs. Blaze? Um, do you do that? <laughs> no, not really. I, you know what? I think it never works out, right? So I think <laughs> I'm always trying to do things differently. My shit happens yes. like every Monday, right? After, or especially if I've been drinking all weekend, like Monday for sure, 
I'm not going to do any more drinking or, you know, whatever that right. is. Or I'm not going to eat. Like this weekend, I ate an entire cake. So <laughs> I, I wanted a snack and it was cold and I wanted something sweet. And so I um, set my wonderful, like amazing niece who's staying with me um, to, why don't you and the girls bake a cake? And they like made this cake and it, they had so much fun doing it. And then I ate the whole thing. But <laughs> I think they each got like one piece. I'm about to say, so, did they get some cake that they made? They got a small sliver. Uh, but <laughs> literally, I left a spoon next to the cake. You know, that's never a good sign. That's always a bad sign. That's always bad. <laughs> so, that's but for sure. You have like a black moment with his cakes. He'd be hiding in the garage. you eating whole cake. So, but for sure, when I woke up, you know, this morning, I was, uh, I I decided there will be no more eating of entire cakes. That was my resolution for today. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't necessarily just do them in January. I do them throughout my life. (laughs) So this is, so I think the moral of the story, kids and kitties, is as you move forward throughout your new year and your holidays just keep it honest with yourself and do the yeah. best you can every day mm-hmm. wake up as as my mom would say you wake up every morning with the best of intentions that's right that's sometimes that's as if you like things down yeah. or something it's like, like <laughs> my, mother, my mother would say you're supposed to just wake up every morning with the best of intentions and you know, and just and keep it light. And that's the other thing that I wish you all in the new year is laughter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so sick of these motherfuckers. Y'all are getting distracted from all the shit that's happened. Y'all not woke cause y'all watching the real housewives of Atlanta. No, I'm watching the real housewives of Atlanta because I'm woke, I'm too woke. And sometimes I need to go to sleep. So I'm watching trash TV. So what? Don't judge me. Like, I need everybody to calm down. Relax. Watch Black China and Rob's reality show. Hey, Mm. free your mind. Scandal's coming back January 19th. Get ready. Next year, for real, can we just really take some time to talk about love and hip-hop on a regular basis? I think that's what we will resolve. Next year, when we come back Ooh, from our holiday break, we are going to have a reality show section. And I'm just going to sit back and listen so I can be educated because I refuse to watch. Because anything. that shit that's going on right now on New York, oh my God. I, I know. heard that. I heard, I heard about that. It's, it's always on cracking. I love love and hip hop. It is my guilty pleasure. I don't and, watch a know, lot of TV, but I am bout about it. Uh, Atlanta is the best, though. Love and hip hop, Atlanta. Is that where that's, Scrappy is? Yeah, no. that's where Scrappy is. Woo, that's where that's both the Scrappy are. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. Where, that's where Liz Scrappy and Scrap Deli on. Uh, <laughs> what? Scrap Deli on. I know this. I know this because I watched this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what 
y'all join us next time for a brand new installment of High Tea with Carlos Stillwell out here in the new year. Once again, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stillwell and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR High Tea. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-host, will you please wish our listeners a good night and a happy holidays? Good night. Keep good night. it real. Ooh, I think she could sing and play piano and all that shit. You know what? It's been fantastic. I got to say, Tamara, getting to know you better and Carla getting to hang out with you on a regular basis. So I know, right? I love yous and in the Chicago fashion. I love love yous. I love yous guys. And (laughs) uh, I, um, I look forward to us getting to chat every week again next year. And good night to everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah, whatever your thing is. Like, I hope you eat and drink and be merry. Love and to have all. a whole cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't and eat I'm the whole cake. Listen, it's Christmas, damn it. If somebody <laughs> needs to take out a cake, everybody's relatives don't get along. Sometimes a cake is standing between somebody in jail. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> motherfuckers got to choose. Either I'm going to eat this pound cake or I'm going to slap that bitch. Like, it's, <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. When you just when you just roll up with the whole cake in your lap with a fork in the middle of it. And then no somebody and then and then cousin so and so look at you be like, bitch, don't look at me. Look at her. <laughs> don't look at me. Cause I'm eating this cake. If you're not gonna no share problems, that cake. If I was gonna share this cake, it would have had a knife in it. No, <laughs> I'm not. So what? Do you, right. I mean food is food is gonna save lives? this holiday season so let's let me say merry christmas have a merry happy everything happy christmas hana kwanzaa enjoy yeah. uh your family and your friends and your safe travels to everybody who's going to be on these roads and in these planes and if you need to eat a cake not to slap your cousin <laughs> eat the cake Eat, Eat the, the whole cake. cake. Eat, the, Eat cake. the whole cake. Or if it's snowing and you don't have anything else to do with your time. <laughs> Eat the cake. It's, it's Christmas time. It's Hanukkah right. time. It's Kwanzaa time. Eat. When you're in the middle of watching a Christian, a, a Christian Christmas movie and it's right when Jesus and Santa appear at the same time. Then you might need to go eat the cake. So you don't say nothing bad to your Christian friends that owed you to watch the moon. There's a whole lot of reasons, people, that I want you to go and eat the cake. 
High Tea with Carla Stillwell returns with new episodes in January 2017. We wish everyone a good night. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and a happy new year. Santa baby, sleep a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Hey, don't mind me, buddy, here. She's still an overgoder.